Hi everybody and welcome to the Insomnia Running Club podcast. My name is Mark Gallagher. Here we chat about everything to do with running, feats of endurance, uh, inspiring stories, how-tos and generally everything that we chat about at the Running Club. Uh, First off, thank you very much for tuning in and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Yous were spotted, yous must have been at it for about 45 minutes and you were probably thinking to yourself, who is that pervert running up and down the street catching a peek uh, every uh, minute or so? Well, that was me and there was a purpose uh, behind it. And if you're listening to this, the doggers in the hedge with the pink regatta jacket and the cream hat and the fellow with the black regatta jacket and the, the black hat... Hello and welcome everybody to the Insomnia Running Club podcast. My name is Mark Gallagher. I am your host. Um, it's great to be talking to you. You're very, very welcome uh, to come and listen. What a week this has been. It's been absolutely incredible. It's one of those weeks um, and in particular one of those days uh, that will, uh, will remain with me forever and ever and ever. So many good things, so many brilliant things achieved so many so much community so much fun had so many people involved it just ticked all the boxes uh, and it was just uh, amazing so what am i talking about uh pretty much well i'll give you from last week um last week on the podcast i was telling you about the guy that i heard of and that run a marathon in his driveway um and i was blown away by this couldn't believe this that this happened and he raised so much money for charity and it was just uh, amazing um and i heard that on a friday and then i thought about it and thought about it all day on this on told my wife on the friday i think i'm gonna do this on sunday um and then the more and more i thought about it I got speaking to Ivan, uh, who I run with. I was like, you know what, it's too early. We can make a bigger thing out of this. Um, so I said to my wife initially, uh, look, I'm thinking about doing a 12-hour run um, to raise money for charity. To which she sort of looked at me and went, Mark, are you sure you want to do a 12-hour run? And uh, which I paused then and sort of went, yeah yeah you're right uh, I'll do a 24 hour run instead which wasn't the response he was wanting but it was what was in the back of my mind uh, and I just totally picked up the, the wrong cue but hey ho we went for it um, so yeah I decided to run uh, for 24 hours in lockdown um, on a 0.1 mile stretch of footpath um, that's at the front of my house um, but not only that, we put it out there to the guys in the running club and to everyone and anyone um, that fancy taking up a challenge. Um, again, following all the social distancing rules and all that sort of thing, um, in their own home, in their driveway, in the street, whatever it may be. And the response we got was just incredible. So what we called it was uh, the Run Insomnia hashtag what's your challenge um or you could just pick your challenge all you needed to do was just get involved send it to us we were posting things throughout the day and the money raised was unbelievable for two very 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 uh worthy uh, causes 
um, and it was just incredible. The vibe on the day, and even the day before, um, was just spectacular. And it, it's amazed me, and it, it's really, uh, it's restored my faith in humanity. Put it that way, it really, really has. Um, it was just fantastic. So. Just before we start and I get in the full flow with the podcast, uh, I want to do, I haven't done this before, but I want to do a shout out to a few um, different people, really because I'm very, very grateful um, for what you've done. Um, and I think you need a, a bit of a pat on the back. Um, not that it means much coming from me, but hey ho, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but a shout out to Andy Lewis. Um, who kicked things off for us? He done a marathon, uh, which looked more or less like he done a marathon around a trampoline. Uh, and fair play to him, he kicked things off with that. Uh, David Brooke and Harley Morrison, um, who climbed the equivalent of the Cave Hill on their staircase. Uh, Heather and Richard Blakely, um, who done the uh, a five k. Uh, each Gemma Fowler, who run uh, five miles. Um, for the What's Your Challenge, my friend Jared, uh, all the way down in Kalinchy, um, who'd done 10 miles around his house carrying a wheelbarrow. Uh, so fair play to you. Uh, my sister and her husband, Debbie and Pete, who, um, they, my sister ran up here. Um, and then Pete, he ended up at a social distance, ended up giving me a bit of encouragement and ran alongside me. Again, I think Pete done about five miles, um, to, uh, Ivan's dad, uh, Ivan Smith uh, Sr., who uh, done a five-miler um, as well on on Saturday. Uh, and to my cousins, uh, Mia, Max and Molly, my younger cousins, uh, who their mum and dad challenged them to stay outside uh, for 24 hours. I think they had a bit of crack with that out in the tent. Uh, and they came and joined me as well. Uh, for a portion of it and I was really 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 thankful that they did um, to young Ethan Smith um, who at 10 years old uh, did a 5k and he helped out his dad uh, massively and though he definitely helped his dad through uh, what has described to me as the toughest marathon uh, he's ever done and believe me Ivan's more than capable of doing a marathon um, so it must have been something uh, and of course Ivan um, who smashed uh, a marathon in his uh, cul-de-sac where he lives um, but I have to make you aware as well that Ivan has done this one week off the back of an injury um, so he is an absolute trooper uh, and made of steel um, really really is um, tough tough guy uh, a marathon is no easy feat and especially uh, I know there must have he must have endured some uh, some pain there so fair play to Ivan well done uh, on that one um, on another note, a few other uh, mentions um, on the day. People who um, just came out of the woodwork, and, and you know, we, we didn't ask it of them, but they they helped massively. Uh, our next door neighbours, Davy and Lucy, uh, who just throughout the day were just uh, always there, uh, always offering a, a hand, you know, over the fence, um, a bit of support. Uh, and a bit of crack to, to keep my, my mood up. Um, and no, it was it was really, really, really good. I really, really appreciate it. A fella called Darren Miller, who lives around the corner from me. And I haven't, uh, I've never met him uh, up until uh, Saturday. And the story with Darren Miller is, Darren Miller is one of those guys, if everybody's on Strava, um, 
Darren Miller is the elusive person that's at the top of every segment uh, and every route that's been done. Any route that's close to me, Darren Miller has uh, been the fastest time by far. But I've never met Darren Miller and he's a real, real nice guy. Uh, he's a real, real... He helped me out whenever I was really, really, really uh, in pain uh, with the whole thing. Um, and he brought a fresh perspective to it and he got me through a few solid miles. So really big thank you to Darren. Um, to Peter McClellan, who's again another runner... Um, that lives around the corner from me. He's been out a few runs with us. Um, but Peter came round in the middle of the night, half past three, uh, and he, he spent an hour with me. Um, took my mind completely off the, the run about everything I was doing. Um, so really, really appreciate it. Uh, Peter to Gail, uh, my wife's aunt, uh, as well. Gail, you're an absolute star. Uh, Gail was there beside me. Again, just talking about running, just talking about everything and anything and inspiring stories. I think Gail loves inspiring stories too. Uh, it definitely got me through, uh, a few miles. So thanks again, Gail. And a special, special note to my wife and my kids. Uh, thank you so much for one, letting me do it and for two, making it the best, one of the best days ever. Um, cause my kids were there. They got to be part of it. They got to run with me. My wife is an absolute superstar she's the most amazing woman in the world uh she looked after all the social media side of things um for me while i was running um, she went over and beyond nothing was a problem um, full of encouragement the whole day I love her to bits and no it was it was fantastic and the kids as well um, they were there and they were they were on, on fire the whole day they were just the business um, but yes big thank you to anybody that took part uh, and if I haven't mentioned you please do get in contact we will mention you because you deserve a mention because anybody that took part in the whole day it was extraordinary and um, and it was it was phenomenal uh, everybody that took part in their own challenges so thank you very much uh, I'm not even going to release the total yet but pretty much as it stands we have blitzed what we thought we were going to do by three times uh, and I'm going to wait until the end of next week um, just to see how far that goes because I think we are going to this is this the, the charity aspect of it has went over and beyond uh, what I thought we would do. So I'm I'm just blown away. It has been an absolutely incredible uh, response. Um, but so, what actually did happen for me? I'm I'm, I'm going to talk in the podcast about my my run um, because it's been it's part of the show, and that's what I talk about is our running uh, and how things are going. Um. But like I say, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Just to paint you the picture, um, said to my wife, um, I'm going to do this. Uh, I don't think she truly believed me uh, until I put it out on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And then she actually looked at me and went, oh, I'm a bit scared now. I says, why? What's wrong? And she goes, I didn't actually think you were going to do it, but now you've put it out there. I know that's it. It's definitely happening. So, uh, there was that, that, that was the mood in my house. This was on six days notice. Uh, I decided to do a 24 hour run. Now, just to paint the picture as well. And just to give you the God's honest truth, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for this. I was planning to do a 24 hour run in June. So a couple of months, uh, 
training yet you know we were getting up in the big miles and then lockdown happened and as I was telling you you know I was doing miles and whatever I was keeping focused but it wasn't I was lost the, the two things that I was really really looking forward to the two races the two challenges you know which was consuming a lot of my thoughts they were gone they weren't happening anymore so I needed a new focus and I needed it quickly so this was a pretty quick turnaround um, to get the social media side done, to get the uh, charity side of it done, because it was the big thing. That's what we were doing it for. And obviously the challenge of the run and preparing myself for that. So there was no running um, up until then for all last week. I didn't do any miles, not a single mile done. A couple of walks and things like that, but no uh, no running. Um and I mean, like I say, I'm I'm physically fit, but I know for a fact I'm not on tip top form. Uh, after all the eating and drinking that's been done over the past couple of weeks, but six days notice, my wife was sort of like, "I dead on, you're going to do that." Then I actually put it out there, and then she was scared to death that I was going to do it. Uh, the actual course itself is a 0.1 stretch of footpath that's at the front of my house. Um, and it looks onto a field of cows. And on the other side, there's my house and all my neighbours' uh, houses. Uh, nice and quiet street. Um, and that was my race course. Uh, my wife then got more concerned whenever the inner hillbilly uh, in me decided to put up a gazebo uh in the front garden uh with an old table a little potting table that we have and it did look like we were about to start a lemonade stall um but uh, that was in my mind that was the fixture that i needed uh thinking of the middle of the night the shelter the safe place uh within this 24 hours the place where i could regroup and that's exactly what that bit did and i'll talk to you more uh more about that and more about my setup i pretty much my gazebo i had my table had an extension lead coming out there and i also had a barbecue uh going out there and my wife being the amazing woman she is whenever i was getting ready on the day for actually going out i went for a nap she painted uh a bit it's actually behind me if you're looking at this on um youtube the 24-hour run and she painted all the charity stuff on it the name of the running club she had all the information uh, up on there so on friday the 10th at 9 p.m pretty much i set off on this 0.1 uh mile stretch of footpath and the plan was to run them run that for 24 hours and like i say it was just an incredible experience it was like it was like I can only describe it as like I was in a movie. It was a gig. It was an absolute scream. Uh, it was surreal uh, and, and crazy. So I'll go from the top. Nine o'clock was the start. Uh, and a couple of my neighbours were out cheering me on. Uh, my uncle who lives uh, five doors down. His wife and kids, they were out again. They done uh, a banner saying, keep going, Mark. And thank you again. If you do get listen to this, Bernard or Shan or any of the kids... Um, maybe not the kids because I, I might uh, say a few curse words at times. Uh, but thank you very, very much. Uh, for the uh the banner, it did get me keep me going in the middle of the night whenever it was absolutely 
silent and lonely uh, and I just had these rem- reminders um, just to keep me going but 9 o'clock was the start uh, and it was grand it was like almost you know oh this is this is a mad thing this is a goofy thing to be doing out at 9 o'clock at night with my gazebo and my barbecue uh, all my gear and I'm just running up and down the street past my house where my kids are sleeping my wife's sitting and, and watching TV and out uh, watching me and out chatting the neighbours across the fence and it was just surreal, you know, and everybody's going, has Mark lost his mind? Is Mark just running up and down here for 24 hours writing off? And Amy's like, yeah, that's kind of what's happening. Uh, and that, 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 that sort of was it. But that was more or less it uh, from uh, 9pm until uh, about 1am. Then the most extraordinary thing happened that I did not realise uh, that happened where I live. But I have found a dogging hotspot, which is about 150 yards from my house, uh, which is disturbing. It's not a hotspot. I'm convinced I spotted two people uh, dogging or at least going for a lumber, a smooch or whatever you want to call it. Just beside a farmer's field. So in my mind, it's rural. That means it's dogging. Pretty much the the man uh, wearing the black regatta jacket and the black hat and the lady wearing the pink uh, regatta jacket and the cream hat. You were spotted. You must have been at it for about 45 minutes and you were probably thinking to yourself, who is that pervert running up and down the street catching a peek uh, every uh, minute or so? Well, that was me and there was a purpose uh, behind it. And if you're listening to this, the doggers in the hedge with the pink regatta jacket and the cream hat and the what, a fellow with the black regatta jacket and the, the black hat sent us a few quid because it was for charity and just got caught on. Sure, we'll, we'll not reveal names. Not that I know your names, uh, but just were caught out anyway. Uh, so, yes, discovered dogging uh, at 1 a.m. Uh, close to where I live and I couldn't believe it. Uh, and I really hope that doesn't bring down the house prices either from me revealing that. But it's just the truth. And I had a laugh by myself. I was, it was hysterical, uh, actually thinking that that was what was going on. Um, but I'm sure they were wondering what is this creep doing as well. So pretty much, uh, from 9am until, uh, 1am, it was just an emotion, you know, going through it. It was like five, uh, five miles per hour really is what it was being clocked. Six miles per hour. And uh, it was quite, uh, what I thought. Whenever I first started off, I was like, this is really reserved. This is very, very reserved. This is good plan, Mark. Um, this is slow stuff. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to maintain this here. Uh, so kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. There was then one of the, the neighbours, four doors down, who had never met before, um, who came out um, and he was running alongside me, well, a couple of metres away alongside me, but we're having a chat. Uh, this is at one in the morning. Um, and he must have done two miles uh, with me. So, Paul, if you ever do get listening to this podcast, thank you very much uh, for uh, for coming out and, and uh, sharing it with me because the, I maintain to this day uh, that running with people is better than running alone. Just that sense of community. The miles go by faster when you're having a chat. Uh, and he was a real nice man, and I really, really appreciate it uh, for coming out. And yes, I am drinking during this podcast. So if you're seeing this on YouTube, uh, this one's for uh, Paul. It's a wee cheers to him there. Uh, so yes, Paul ran with me um, for a while. 
the next, uh, pretty much at this point, my body isn't taking any punishment. Um, I'm not taking any punishment. I'm just going through the, the motions um, and everything's running right, you know. My body's not getting overly hot. Uh, I'm not sweating massively. Legs are just ticking over. I'm not short of breath. My heart rate was always between um, sort of uh, 130 to, to 140. So it was in the zone uh, and it was all really, really good. Um, hunger then kicked in. So my next plan was, and I'll come back to my, my barbecue. And again, apologies to all my neighbours who were maybe panicking going, that's it. There goes the neighbourhood. He's brought a barbecue round to the front of his house. Uh, but there was a there was a method to my madness. Uh, so at 3am, uh, and again, thank you to the, the police car that just drove past uh, and didn't stop and uh, lock me up for being a lunatic. Thank you. We've raised a lot of money for, for charities. You can catch me out for being a lunatic another day. Um, but pretty much what happened was I had sausages with me. So at 3 a.m., whole world is asleep. Um, at 3 a.m., I had my barbecue going. And pretty much the plan was it was ticking over. It was dead, dead low. Um, barbecue was going and I was still running. So I put the barbecue on, uh, done a couple of laps. Turned them over nice and slow. They're nicely getting brown. Another couple of laps. Again, getting another wee bit brown. Thought to myself, I think I've got another couple of laps in me here. Another couple of laps. Put them up on the wee top tray just to keep them warm. I thought I'm getting them going in a good wee zone here. Uh, got another couple of laps done. And then sat down to have these lovely, delicious sausages. So my first go at a 24-hour run, I've got the barbecue going. I've got delicious sausages going. I'm keeping the miles going. This is just a lovely experience so far. I'm by myself. It's pitch black. Uh, the whole world's asleep. It feels like I'm the only person awake bar the doggers and the, the police uh, man who, or police car, and I'd probably imagine there's two of them, that drove past and probably went, look at that lunatic out. His wife's thrown him out. He's out cooking sausages in the... In the middle of the night, uh, poor fella. But they didn't stop me anyway. And it was so pleasant and it was so nice and it was just great. Shortly after that, I mentioned Peter uh, came round. And Peter, um, from what he explained to me, had an online uh, game with his friends. And then he just thought, rather than go to bed, he'll come round and show a bit of support. And I really, really appreciate it because it took my mind off uh off the run at that point i was starting to get you know that fatigue you know uh that you would get i was starting to get it was six hours into this thing and uh six hour runs i've done but very very few six hour runs um so i was really 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 appreciating um peter's help and peter left me at about uh i think it was about four o'clock he left uh, and again absolute superstar absolute gent so thank you very much um things started to go downhill uh at about 6 a.m uh i would love to get the footage of anybody cctv of me uh stumbling down the street at 6 a.m 6 30 a.m um because it was like a pinball you know it was like it had 10 pints of guinness uh, and I was walking my way back from the pub. I was staggering all over the place. The other scary thing was, I'm convinced that I was walking while I was asleep, which is just downright dangerous. So, 
at that point, um, I decided, right, 20 minute power nap, this is gonna be the, the, the winner, this is the ticket to me, uh, getting myself right again. So, sat down, um, I elevated my legs, set the alarm as loud as it could, charged my watch at the same time, I was out like a light. It's just lights off, gone. Um, totally switched off. 20 minutes later, I got up. I was brand new. I was absolutely brand new. Uh, it got cold at this stage, so I put on some uh, fleece uh, jogging bottoms and a, a warmer uh, coat, and I felt amazing. It was just like, right, that's it. That's all my body needed, just that we reset button uh, and away I went and from uh, 6am to 9am things were um, I was just bumping off miles, bumping off miles, bumping off miles. It was all pretty robotic and it was all pretty smooth and it was pretty clean and it felt great so it did. Um, at Pretty much things just kept going, kept going, kept going. Uh, after 9am, my kids came out with me, which was fantastic. Um, I'm not going to say I run my, my best uh, miles at that stage. I had to, to entertain them. I am daddy at the end of the day, and um, daddy just can't leave you. Uh, in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of the path, if you don't want to walk. So, uh, it was all good. They were they were a gag, and they broke up my day for me. Um, just running up and down with them and just they thought it was brilliant too they had a laugh with it lightning speed uh my son was saying every time he ran up and down the the street uh and my daughter she was doing it was equivalent of fart lecturing and she was just blasting it out lamppost to lamppost and then just laying down on the floor and then blasting it out lamppost to lamppost uh she was away again she was an absolute scream um so she was everything was going a hundred percent i was motoring on i had a, a goal in mind uh, and i thought at this point yeah i'm still within a, a chance of getting it right up until mile 60 mile 60 hit me like a steam train uh, i'd mentioned before about getting new running shoes i was running most of the day on hoka clifton six I have to admit, I don't think I'm going to do another mile in Hoka Clifton 6 for them being designed to be an ultra running shoe. Uh, well, for my feet, they were the worst thing ever. I'm convinced uh, it's just a wrong shoe for me and I really, really, really tortured uh, my left foot. It was an agony. Because it was an agony, I was running differently, which was then sending pains up my shins. My calves were like two pieces of lead. Um, they just, they had no uh, flexibility. They had no range of motion. They were just solid. So, at mile 62, 63, um, whatever it was, the rolling pin had to be broke out for the first time. Holy good god that if ever you wanted to get information out of a terrorist a rolling pin over the calves uh, after they've done a long run and, and force them to do a long run and then roll a rolling pin as hard as you can over their calves that will make anybody talk that is one of the worst 
feelings you can ever have now it's it feels good afterwards once you've freed up all that that muscle and the knots and the the lactic acid um but holy good lord that is excruciating next door neighbor did offer um what he described as a vibrator uh davy it wasn't a vibrator this was another torture device but it just wasn't going to cut the mustard for what i needed i needed old school torture uh is what i needed and it was almost a bit of a kick up the backside as well like saying you know stop being such a pansy um and that's another thing i'll have taken from it but i'll talk all about that at the end um but yes rolling pin um came out and at that point uh, i mentioned darren miller um the the strava supremo uh that i there was this elusive character he was like a a a snow leopard uh up until saturday until he came off his bike Uh, after completing a four-hour uh bike ride uh he was then the hero uh that turned up outside my front garden saying right let's let's get this run going Uh, and his exact words to me were well how have you been i said i well you see me there i was just a bit busted uh he goes okay well we'll go at a nice and slow pace you know uh before we ramp it up and I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, laughing. Um, just to put you in, in, in mind, I had in my head tried to keep to a 12 minute mile to keep things as slow as possible, um, to re- preserve as much energy, uh, and to stop burning, um, the sort of glycogen in, in my, my muscles. Uh, Darren turned up nine minute miles. And you know what? It was the best thing that could have happened. I'm convinced my body was getting a rigor mortis um, doing the 12-minute miles. Nine-minute miles, boom. That's what I would normally run at anyway uh, on long runs, sort of 30, 35-mile runs. That's what I'd be doing. Um, he was, in my, it, it was like an Olympic sprint, but it is what I needed. It got the blood circulating around my uh, muscles again, got everything pumping, Um it was just, it was what I needed. So I got that. I think I got a good five miles out at about nine minute miles. And again, it was time for more food. Um, just felt like the day was just recycling, you know, or just cycles of, of eating, drinking, um, diorolite into me, uh, anything I had at my disposal in my house. Because uh, again, we're in lockdown and you can order stuff all you want online, but you might not necessarily get it. There was one trip to the chemist to get diorolite and to get uh, blister strips. Uh, that's really what I went into this uh, 24-hour challenge with. Diorolite, compete blister strips uh, and homemade Reese's peanut butter cups. That is more or less the the race plan and the race strategy uh, that, that went into this. Um but like I say, the got to about mile sixty-five, and again did hit another. I hit another wall. Um, the turning, and um, so you've imagined it was. It's a zero point one mile stretch of footpath. I couldn't get into a proper stride. You know, whenever I go for a run, you know, I'll normally do like a figure of eight out. You know, I'll go. 20 miles away from a house and, and come back again um you know through whatever way or 10 miles from a house and, and loop out and round and back again but you're always moving forward and there's not it's not as if it's twisting and turning you know there might be a twist and a turn every few miles 
Um, but you can get into a stride and get into a rhythm. There was no rhythm and there was no stride. Uh, and it felt like every time I hit the end of the road, that was it. It was reset and then have to start from the beginning to get going. So it was like stopping, you know, they say, you know, when you're in, keep something going, it's easier when it's in motion. Uh, once it stops, it's harder to get it going. That's what it was like, you know, at mile 65, it was just very, very difficult um, to get uh, to get going, to get moving. Um, so there was a few pity party miles at that stage my next door neighbor um he actually got a video of me and i just looked broken at that stage uh i really really didn't look didn't look well the sun was beating down as well i got toasted uh well we didn't get toasted it was just more weather beating it was like tom hanks uh at the end of castaway without the beard um but i say it was it was that was a few painful miles um and it resulted in mile 70 having to have another 10 minute nap um and rolling pin treatment again which second time round was horrific and the thing about it is i'm convinced that uh, it was actually uh gabrielle who who done the rolling pin that time and I'm convinced that she didn't even put the maximum amount of pressure on because she felt sorry because of the amount of pain I was in. It was more the placebo effect uh, to get it done. Um, but pretty much persevered on towards the end of the day. Um, it was like I had this flock of of people socially distant and, and running um, behind me and beside me. It was It was an incredible feeling. Neighbours came out of their house to watch people were stopping at the door talking to my wife you know again trying to keep the social distancing thing as as much as we could but i have never seen as big a sense of community uh and where i live ever it was incredible and i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't run uh i could run a couple of miles or mile maybe at a time um but i just kept chipping away and chipping away that really you feed off that you know the people are out wishing you um to do really well uh and you just feel it and you just feel like you don't want to disappoint these people you know and these people are in awe of what you're doing but these people as well have come out to, to see you and wish you on and they're talking about the causes that we're doing it for there was actually a lady came to the front door i don't know her name she was talking to my wife um, but when my wife said what the two charities we were doing it for, the lady actually burst into tears uh, and just with emotion, just that she thought this was fantastic. Uh, and people were just people were just genuinely uh, generous, uh, amazed, encouraging, inspiring, and just wanted to be involved. It was just truly. It was just that's where I'm saying the movie part of it was. Uh, I did. It was a mixture between the Pied Piper uh, and and Forrest Gump um, when he was running um, as well. Um, and at eighty miles, the the words near did come out of my mouth. I want to go home now, uh, but I, I was I was already at home. But at eighty miles, my knee was barking, uh, absolutely barking. Um, and we struggled on and struggled on and struggled on 
covering an extra one mile. One, so 81 mile, uh, on my first 24 hour, uh, ultra attempt outside my front door. Uh, and to be honest, I am delighted. I am absolutely delighted, uh, that I got, that I done it. That I even just said I was going to do it. That we followed it through. The amazing response we have had, um, from the fundraising and the amount of people that that is going to help the amount of people that i've met that are all around me again another sense of community um people that i will not pass in the street ever again i'll be chatting to them and talking to them um again the, the guys next door being such a big help on either side of us being such a big help family friends uh anybody um who could get involved in some way were getting involved and it was just an amazing day uh the whole day the whole experience uh is just fantastic a, a sort of uh, at the very very end uh, a couple of the people that sort of live near us again these are people that i've never talked to uh in my life very few of them uh, i've talked to with family and stuff there uh and 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 the guys next door like i say but other neighbors that were just coming out to see me finish at nine o'clock and i got a round of applause and had party poppers uh, and my wife handed me a beer i felt like i had to do almost like an oscar speech uh whatever i could muster i can't even remember what i said but it was heartfelt from that time uh anyway uh but it was truly amazing i really 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 enjoyed it it was just such a fun uh, such a fun day, uh, and I mean, one of the massive, massive things that have just again, well, I already knew it, but it reinstated it. Is if you feel that something in your gut is right to do, do it. Um, just that's it, point blank. If you feel that something in your gut is the right thing to do, do it. Um, there was plenty of opportunity for me to to say no um and and not do this you know there's plenty of negativity out there at the minute um which is bringing so many people down um and it it's yeah it, it it's all consuming uh, some of the things that are going on out there um but this was one of the reasons why I give it two fingers and just said I'm doing this um who's who's with me sort of thing um and it's amazing whenever you put a call out like that you know people do step up uh, and people out there are generous people out there are kind people out there do have big hearts people out there do want to see you succeed people you don't know that meet you within five minutes want you to do great things and succeed so uh, it really 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 has really re-established my faith uh, in humanity uh, and it's fantastic so if you have something in your gut that you want to do that you feel is right that you can do no matter how big how small how ridiculous crazy um silly um hard tough challenging if it's the right thing for you to do and you feel it within your gut do it don't listen to anybody else don't don't beat about the bush attack it full throttle do the whole thing um yeah it's it, it's been truly an amazing 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 uh experience 
Um, so it has again. There's been on a. I'm not bore you with it in this podcast. I might bring out another one during the week. Um, just some of the the the, the running runningy type stuff that that I got from it. Um, just as to what I need to improve on, uh, and just how the the actual uh, mechanics of it uh, went. But on this podcast, this is talking from the 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 boyish, uh, childish sort of her brained has an idea, went with it, Mark, um, that's super excited about the whole thing, and I'm glad I listened to that inner voice and, and we've done this, because it's going to touch a load of other people, uh, and that it's going to help them, and it's really helped me, uh, again, like I say, <laughs> re-establish my faith and, and, and that sense of community, um, and anybody, it, it's, it's reconnected me with a load of people uh, as well, and built bigger connections with people too and open my eyes just to what is possible um out there just you know um yeah yeah the, the, just how much of an impact you can have just through following what you think is right so yeah that's definitely the biggest uh lesson um that i've, I've learned from it and that i'll take from it and that i will cherish uh forever um with this so it was just an it was an incredible uh experience and i'm so glad um that we did it and it hasn't put me off uh ultra running in the slightest if anything it has made me want to do it more so uh, and more so and more so there's something about putting your body to that point where everything about it is telling you to stop your your brain is telling you you need sleep your muscles are telling you you're done. Your bones have broken to the point. I'm convinced I broke two toes. Uh, but your bones are broken and they're saying, you know, stop. Um, but your mind can, you know, if you tell it to, you're, you're in total control of, of, of everything, really. You can just tell it to be quiet and you're doing this and that's that, you know, uh, like it or lump it. Um, and that's, again, another amazing thing and that the power of the human will and mind i don't know what you would you know what what exact part it is um but it isn't it's a powerful powerful thing and if you just want something and you want to complete something um it's totally 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 possible it really re-establishes that nothing uh is impossible nothing at all um so yes hopefully and uh, that gives you a bit of inspiration um, for the week going ahead. And if you had anything that you were considering doing and you're on the fence about it, please just do it. Please even let us know um, just so we can share the amazing story with, with people as well. Uh, I found that that was another thing, you know, storytelling. The amount of stories that I've told over the, that 24 hours about other people that I knew um about um <laughs> a guy called Brian Donnelly who I've actually confirmed he's going to do an interview uh on the podcast I told uh, a few people about his story just because I'm in awe of it I just think it's an amazing story I told him about him um again I was telling stories about books I read about the likes of David Goggins about the likes of Rich Roll uh Scott Jurek um uh, just all these people who have done these incredible um things uh, and they're everyday normal 
people who have just went all into something uh, and have just achieved amazing, incredible things. Um, so yeah, the storytelling element um, was just fantastic. Um, and I've kind of lost my train of, of thought here and what we we're doing. I think I was concluding uh, everything and bringing it down. But just as you can tell, I am absolutely ecstatic about the whole thing. It's been absolutely incredible. Can't recommend it enough to anybody that wants to go out there and do it. Um, people saying, you know, oh, I couldn't even think about doing a marathon. Your body right now is probably primed and ready to go able to do a marathon it's your head that's keeping you back from it but again that's a topic for uh another day uh but listen it's just filled me up with all the good stuff uh that i needed to 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 move forward again i hope it will help you if you get listening to this podcast uh like i say we do have have an interview confirmed a really 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 uh smashing guy that i've met a few times and his story would just blow you it blew me away uh it's blown me it blew me away to the point where i I will tell everybody the story to as far as i know it anyway but i want him on the the podcast uh to tell his story because he's a truly amazing guy he's just a cool cool guy uh with an amazing story to tell and his name's brian donnelly and we'll have him on soon uh again with a few bits and pieces we're working on on um trying to get more the bare bones of how we go about these things how we go about starting to do a marathon how we go about starting to do an ironman how we go about starting to do um whatever you set your mind to setting up a charity event whatever it is um we just want to get people out there inspired and fired up and doing more things um so it really really has ignited something in me uh, and i can't wait to share it all with you but hopefully you enjoyed this story for the week uh, and hopefully it inspires you to go uh, and to do your own awesome things this week. And again, thank you to all the guys who took part uh, in the Run Insomnia What's Your Challenge. Uh, thank you very, very, very much. Um, you're absolutely amazing, uh, and it means uh, a lot. Uh, and I'll catch you uh, when it catches and listen. Thank you very, very much for listening. All the best. Cheerio. Bye.